0: everybody, hello. Welcome to another episode of LAFC Podcast. I'm here again with Mark, the Elysian Park Baller. Uh, it's been three years since we first sat down and with Tom Penn at the first ever roundtable, which is where we first met. Uh, where do you think we are compared to where you expected to be literally almost exactly three years ago, maybe three years in a week or two?
1: Uh, it's absolutely insane. I mean, we're going to be opening the stadium in two days. You and I, we were both at the uh, open house last weekend, and um, I don't know, it's just hard to believe, really, that it's finally here, you know, I mean, I remember at the round table, we, they hadn't even settled on the name, officially being LAFC, Tom was trying to float the idea of a stadium in Long Beach to us, <laughs> um... Yeah, the colors weren't there. I remember um, sliding some uh, proposed crest designs across the table. So um, yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely we've we've definitely come a long way. But uh, I mean, basically, the club is um, yeah, really just kind of been everything that I was hoping and dreaming for. Um, so it's pretty cool that it's actually here and. You know, now we have a few games under our belt and um, the home opener. I mean, that's to experience it in person is going to be super cool.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's uh, I mean, the stadium itself. I mean, we've always known, right? Like, I mean, for me, the stadium and my praise of the the team and the criticism of the team and observations and everything for me, like the stadium has always been like sort of an outlier. It's like a separate subject for me. Like, it's amazing. It's even but it's even better than I could have ever imagined. I knew it was gonna be great. I knew it was gonna be amazing, but it's 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 even better. I mean they have a soul
1: sausage. <laughs>
0: <but>. <laughs> right. Yeah, shout out to soul sausage, shout out to beer belly, some good food in there and uh, Chica's Chica's, yeah, crest, lots of great things happening. Yeah, the food the food's good. The it looked incredible at night. Like the uh, some of the new night photos we've just seen are incredible. Going, being able to go there in the evening. First game being at night, I think, is super cool. It's not a day game. It's going to be, everybody's going to be uh, had it all day to get excited and fuel up. So I'm sure the atmosphere is going to be really, really amazing.
1: Oh, it's going to be insane. I mean, because the game, you know kickoff's at 6 p.m., so you're literally going to have the late afternoon, the sunset, and then the end of the game will be at night. Which is awesome! You'll be able to experience like all three of those. Yeah, no, no, super excited. But no, I agree. I mean, the stadium is just one part of it. I think since we last recorded, we've had about five more games. I gotta tell you, I'm pretty shocked that uh, that they have twelve points at this point. Uh, I don't think you or I were expecting that.
0: No, I definitely was not. I, I mean, there was at my most pessimistic, I was hoping. Like, two wins. Two wins in the first by the first home game, and they've done so much better than that. I think the attack is really potent. The defense is a little shaky. You have to tip your cap. They've done really well. I think, as is per usual for me, thinking about the game versus the Galaxy and that hiccup at the end, and then the game versus Atlanta, it's it's really too hard to say, like, Which, they've looked like two completely different teams at different times, right? Like, they've looked uh, absolutely unbeatable, and they've looked, frankly, pretty awful. So, I'm sure the team is ultimately kind of somewhere in the middle, but this Seattle team is going to be much better than the one they faced originally. Um, They've still yet to face a lot of the better teams. Seattle and RSL are both really far down the table. Seattle's in last, I believe, in the West. It's crazy, but six games in... We know the offense is great, but I, I honestly just feel like I still don't really know how good they are.
1: Yeah, no, it's hard to put your finger on it exactly. Um, I mean, absolutely, the offense is spectacular, and I think the offense will be spectacular even against you know better teams. But um, you know, really, the the one game that you know was sort of an outlier where they got shut out was that Atlanta game. I'm sort of willing to give them a little bit of a pass, you know pass it off as expansion team jitters or a fluke or the plane surface, whatever it is. Plus the fact that Atlanta has a fantastic atmosphere. It's just a different environment than pretty much anywhere else in the league. You know, I, I can't really think of um, a comparable, mean, you know, maybe Seattle is, is, is probably the closest comparison in terms of atmosphere Yeah. Uh, to Atlanta. Um, but, you know, Atlanta has, you know, a, a fantastic team. I mean, they're pretty much solid, you know, from from their attack all the way uh, to the back. So, yeah,
0: I mean, I... And they don't lose at home, right? Like, very few losses. I, I want to say the Columbus playoff loss may be one of only a couple, if not the only loss at home they have.
1: Yeah, I mean, exactly. So, so um, Atlanta's a tough team, but, uh, you know, the fact is they've pretty much been able to establish their attack LAFC has against every other team that they've played. Um, And they've looked super dangerous. They, you know, probably should have about 15 more goals on the season in terms of like grade a chances that they've created, um, you know, right on goal. So uh, I don't really have any worries about the, um, the offensive attack. I think the biggest thing is, what kind of formation is going to be best for this team? You know, how many defenders do you use? Um, and then what do you do with the goalkeeper? Uh, we've talked in the past about you know how Tyler Miller is, uh, he's serviceable and he's, he's 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 been doing well, but um, I think you know, at times he he makes me a little nervous.
0: Yeah, he do, He's. He fully commits, but when he comes off his line, he's better when he stays on his line. Let's just put it that way. Um, but also, I think at the same time, and, and honestly, this isn't a jab at him. If anything, uh, it's quite the opposite. But he's, got, he's done great. He's done what you've asked him for. him. I, mean, I don't think too much of any of the goals, really, you can put on him besides, you know, one or two. Uh, but overall, they used an international slot on Lopez. I mean, you uh, you if you... So if he's going to be the backup goalkeeper, wasting an international slot on that is just not good. So uh, you have to assume that when he, once he's one hundred percent healthy, that you know maybe not immediately, but I'd say another loss and a healthy Lopez is probably going to mean Lopez is starting.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Has has Lopez made a match day roster yet?
0: I don't think so.
1: Yeah, um, um,
0: I know he is officially healthy now. But I, I think that that was an even. I think that was announced actually after the Montreal match.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think yeah they they definitely signed Lopez with the intent of you know him eventually taking over. Um, although I think they're just going to ride Miller until they have a reason not to. Um, you know, another poor performance or something along those lines. Um, but yeah. I... I think you know the goalkeeper question is still remains to be seen. Um, but again, the entire team is a work in progress. Um, I don't know that they've solidified the midfield yet. Um, you have the you have the uh, emergence of you know Atuesta, and uh, you know what are you what are you going to do in terms of you know his his pairing with K or. You know, how are you going to organize that? You know, do you go three in the pack? Do you go four in the back? You know, how many holding midfielders? I've liked what I've seen of a so far. Um, I don't know how you feel, um, but I definitely want to see
0: more. I, yeah, I absolutely want to see more. Um, I've, I've liked what I've seen. I don't think I've seen enough to really say. I think he is kind of, the way they're setting up, I think he would, there's probably only room from either, either him or Kay, probably not both. Uh, and I love K. so... But depending on what they do and how they mix it up, and I, Bob has already shown that he's willing to change the formation, he's willing to change the setup, so who knows what we're going to see. Uh, I'm really, really curious to see tomorrow if he goes with the super aggressive three in the back or if he goes back to uh, the four in the back that uh, was a little more stingy.
1: I, I mean, I, I would say... Kay for me has honestly been one of the biggest surprises.
0: I think besides Vela, like he's he's been the best player so far. I mean I w- and I honestly I hate to say it, like Simon has been fantastic. I think it's been a little tough on him. The setup at the back has been different. He's been playing next to a different person, like so it hasn't really been we haven't really had the continuity to really assess Simon. And he has been fantastic. The goal was incredible. But uh I, I mean Kay's right up there. But at the same time I also Vela, of course, is for me, easily an MVP candidate at this point.
1: He's yeah. an MVP candidate for sure. you know I, I think for me personally, it's sort of what LAFC was counting on when they signed him. You know he was gonna be the face of the franchise. He needed to be the one scoring all the goals. I think hit you know Carlos Vela performing isn't doesn't necessarily surprise me. I think he's just um, he's just been incredibly dangerous. Um, he's worked well with the other forwards, but yeah, uh, Mark Anthony K is just player that I had zero clue about, uh, before, uh, before he, you know, signed with LAFC, you know, he's been a key player because he's really the one responsible for, you know, linking the play and allowing players like Carlos Vela and Diego Rossi and blessing to get free and to start making runs. Uh, I mean, he's the link between, you know, them and the back, Uh, you know, without a good distributor of the ball, you know, those, those, those attacks, those counterattacks, they never form. Kay's been fantastic. I like what I've seen from Saman too. Um,
0: Yeah. I I didn't mean that to sound like a criticism of him by any means. I mean, he's the captain of the team. He's been wonderful. Uh, Not a jab at him by any means, but I mean, Kay has just been such a pleasant surprise and been great and does like all the dirty work it's not really quite as obvious you know his contributions but he's he's getting the job done and then really and if they're going to play that aggressively if you're going to have someone you know vela rossi blessing urania like all of those guys so at some points all on the field at the same time who are not going to contribute much defensively that puts even more pressure on him and uh, and he's done well overall he's done very well uh, as a matter of fact, i am got my fingers crossed that my K-Jersey is going to show up in the mail tomorrow before <laughs> Sunday.
1: <laughs> you did not get a
0: K-Jersey. Yes, I did. Yes, I did.
1: I think you'll be the only one in the entire <laughs> stadium, but that's fantastic.
0: Well, so far, give it another few weeks and you're going to see them everywhere. But uh, I'm riding the K-Jersey.
1: You should just... You should just go with K for M V P at this rate. Right. You forget Carlos Vela. Right. No, but no no, in all seriousness, he's he he, he really has been fantastic and really a key part of uh, why LASC has performed the way they have. Outside of, you know, the outside of the um, Atlanta game and the Galaxy game, you know, I think this team has really been more than you can ask for, at least way more than I expected this team to be.
0: Um, no, I, I mean, they've they've been great. They've been, well, they've been great and they've been awful, but overall they've been very, very good. And uh, I think they've been very fortunate that for the most part, the majority of the key players have all been healthy and been able to go 90. You know? And also, just to clarify, when I said MVP candidate for Villa, I meant league MVP, not team MVP. Uh, I think he's... Clearly, having that type of season, and especially if you think of that award in terms of most valuable to the team, and not necessarily the best player of the year, like he's clearly at the very, very tip top of that. Oh well,
1: yeah. I mean, if 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 Carlos Vela was not starting for LAFC in any of these upcoming games, you, you'd have a completely different um, outlook
0: for sure. Well, and we we do know that he's with the World Cup. He's going to miss at least five games, probably six. Um, and that's without Mexico making it into any advanced rounds. Uh, so that is a big concern. Uh, the transfer window, I guess is closing at the end of this month. So if no one signed in the next few days, that means what we've got is what we got until June, which definitely makes me a little nervous. Uh, the depth is, uh, in any expansion team, depth is always an issue. That's a lot of very key players who are going to be gone.
1: Well, I mean, it, just depends i mean what's your expectation of this team for this year i mean you know if i tend to look at the long term i tend to care about like what is is this team setting itself up for success long term you know i don't know that coming into the year i you know if you had told me that you know we were going to make the playoffs i you know probably would have been a little surprised so you know i don't know if 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 that playoffs are the goal then all this analysis about how how do they how are they going to do for one month stretch during the world cup obviously that's going to matter more i would like them to make the playoffs that would be fantastic if they could i think just because they don't have the roster and the squad depth losing players to the world cup is going to hurt them more than perhaps you know another mls team um i i think that's just the nature of the beast but you know if you're if your expectation is for this team to make the playoffs now now that what we've seen that whole thing about you know individual games and losing out on points you know that matters more
0: no oh, right oh well it's i mean it's the same number of games as they've played so far <laughs> you know that's it's it's a big chunk of the season i'm still a little hesitant i think it's especially considering the west is not that great i think the east is far better clearly but uh, i think at this point i would ex- expect them to make the playoffs i didn't in the preseason or uh first of the year but i think with this team and these resources and the amount of money invested in the stadium and everything else I, I you have to expect them to make the playoffs you have to expect them to make the playoffs every year and the big concern for me and the complaint that i have more than anything and who knows what their long-term plans are and what they've got coming for us this summer but when it comes to how much tam they have those just given to them as an expansion team the new rule that they passed this year with the discretionary tam there and you know, i'm saying tam but general allocation and uh targeted allocation money they're still sitting on a war chest so they still have a lot of money they can spend uh and in comparison to some other teams the top teams in the league at this point uh what they spend on designated players is substantially less than what those teams are spending and the teams Toronto specifically is the team that spends the most on players and they're the best team in the league. That's the criticism for me. They have been very savvy. They've signed a lot of promising players, a lot of players who are gonna be with the team for multiple years, who are only gonna get better and better, and the team's gonna get better and better. But in terms of ambition, it's it's a little low. It's a little low for me. Uh, and the fact Well the, the worst the worst thing in MLS, the most frustrating thing for fans in MLS is seeing teams like the Revs. Seeing you know other teams like that who have all the resources in the world to spend money on players and just don't do it, and especially when it's like basically free money, you know, like to not spend all of that. To, if they don't use a hundred percent of the discretionary funds and the general funds, that that's a disappointment.
1: Like, I think there's definitely a degree of playing it safe. I think it just depends on how you how you see this team. I mean, do you? you know, do you want them to go all out to, you know, win in year one, or do you, you know, want them to sort of take their time and set up the team slowly and, you know, take time to decide which, how they want to utilize their resources, um, how aggressive they want to be, or do they feel that building for the long term and um, not committing to players, not committing to a Gonzalo Higuaín or something like that now, you know, maybe that's, you know, not, you know, the way they see things. No, you love Zlatan. I don't know that that's necessarily LAFC's model. I think that's definitely more of the Galaxy's model. So, you know, I, I think to a certain degree, LAFC is really sort of, they have, they have a certain ethic. You know, right. uh, just a certain way that they want to go about putting their team together. And I, I just don't think that's ever going to be to make the big, splashy
0: signing. You no, know? well, that, that's not Well, that's not really... Unless they buy down one of the designated players, which is looking less and less likely, that's not even an option. And that's not necessarily what I'm talking about at this point. I'm talking about like having college draft picks and uh, making up a big chunkier bench uh, rather than, you know, maybe journeyman players with a lot of experience who are you know especially in playoffs that matters more so i, I you know I, I think the quality across the board i'm not calling out any single player by any means or even the designated players but i think overall they have money they to can they, plenty of money still to spend to improve the team and they chose to sit on it right, right. So maybe they're going to do much more in the summer Maybe they're going to wait till year two. Who knows? But they sure, they didn't spend it so far. And that's all I can really judge them on at this point is what they've done so far. And granted, a lot of that is a $250 million stadium plan went to a $350 million stadium plan. And knowing super business minded uh, people who are in charge and the owners, like they probably w- would like to wait on uh, a little revenue to start coming in before they write any more checks. And, you know, which makes sense too. But, uh,
1: did you see that but, club? That club seating.
0: Yeah. yeah. Or the the. But that, does that club? make you happy though? Yeah, does that no. make you happy or does that make you frustrated that like uh, they spent more on light fixtures <laughs> than players? <laughs> hey, <laughs> like, I mean, I'm being a little facetious, but like, does that make you happy or does that make you like, or is it, or is it just a completely apples and oranges issue?
1: I'm not gonna lie, I like nice stadiums, and. Uh, I, I can't really see a place in that stadium where they cut corners, like, like, obviously. I mean, I was even on the Wi-Fi and it worked amazing. You know, I didn't even have to log in. I didn't have to uh, sign some agreement or anything. I literally just clicked the Wi-Fi and boom, I was in and I was like deep in the barrels of the stadium, you know, just chilling on one of the couches underneath and like, why would I ever go out and. Yeah. want to go outside and watch the game you know <laughs> i'll just watch it on this tv here
0: i might not see the sunshine the whole season yeah but cool. no i like uh i mean i'm just busting chops but it, you know and i'm blown away by the stadium i love the stadium everything about the stadium especially the field club that whole it's the best area. stadium in
1: mls by a mile and it's not even close i don't want to hear about anything else i don't want to hear about Red Bull Arena, I don't want to hear about I don't know
0: what... I've been to Red Bull Arena, I've been to Sporting Kansas City I've been to quite a few stadiums yeah, in MLS I love Sporting Kansas City Stadium It was one of the best stadium experiences I've ever had, and Bank of California Stadium is better by a mile
1: Right, well, it's... and and to be fair, you know, Bank of Cal... I mean the LAFC people said that they visited Sporting KC, they visited Dortmund, so they've been to all these places, and you know they've been able to take best practices and they've put, you know, basically taken all the best things from all these stadiums and created the best stadium in MLS. Uh, I think
0: best stadium in Los Angeles, regardless of sport, at least for another couple of years. <laughs> like it's, you know, I, you know, I think it's rivaling stadiums in other sports. Obviously, it's a lot smaller, but but I it, love it's that. incredible. It's incredible.
1: I love that because it. it It has a small, intimate feeling. I mean, it feels like an amphitheater. Like, literally. Like, when you walk in from Figueroa in the northeast entrance, sort of where they have that keyhole to downtown, and you're just on the plaza outside, and you're just looking into the stadium, it looks so small and intimate. Like, I literally, just waiting outside the gates on Saturday, I could not wait to go in there. It it just looked so cool and intimate. Um, And then, once you were inside... really wasn't a bad seat in the house. So, no. So, yeah, I mean, from from a stadium standpoint, there's really no one in MLS that's going to come close and I mean, even some of the new stadiums that are under construction like in DC and Minnesota, I just I don't see how they're going to measure up. Uh,
0: I don't see how, well, I don't think they're going to measure up. I don't think that by any means, but the Minnesota stadium does design is pretty incredible. It's amazing. I don't think it's gonna have all the bells and whistles. I don't think anyone in the league for the foreseeable future probably but it's not in even. Minnesota. Probably not, yeah.
1: It's in Minnesota and it's like next to a freeway and a bunch of strip malls. Yeah. Like in terms of location, like just being on you know, public transit, right next to the train, you know, being on Figueroa, being next to USC, being next to the Coliseum, like literally being three minutes from downtown Los Angeles.
0: No, for sure. Well, the point of, I was really getting at or is Minnesota looks like it could very well be. I like DC's design too, but, uh, Minnesota's, uh, stadium looks like it could as well on its way to being maybe the second best stadium in MLS. But I think it's still just won't even be close to making California. Like it's going to be the best stadium in the league for a long time. I would be surprised if Miami is even able to compete if that ever happens.
1: Oh yeah. I totally forgot about Miami. They're adding new teams like crazy. Yeah. What is it going to be like Cincinnati? Uh,
0: they haven't Cincinnati. announced it yet, but Cincinnati is looking most likely for sure. They just got a city to approve contingent on an MLS expansion uh, stadium.
1: Did you see the thing deal? about how uh, Cincinnati's, instead of a uh, football club, they're going to be FC Cincinnati, but they said that they're actually going to be Foosball club Cincinnati yeah. because of like their German heritage, which I thought was so so
0: so stupid. Yeah, I was like, I mean, there is it was so I'm, cringy, man. It's, I would, I will say, uh, I think it's a bad idea, but I will say the, the uh, name thing. Well, no, I've, I've been to Cincinnati in like the really? German, the German heritage is like apparent throughout the city in a lot of ways, but still, uh, way too hard. But, yeah, it's, it's. It's not a connection that anyone who's never been to Cincinnati is ever going to draw on their own, right? Like, or probably not even most people visited there. But, uh, yeah, that's... A, and which is also a funny I saw today, too. that They somehow, like, I don't know the exact details uh, it together, but today somehow some, they accidentally got named in a lawsuit or, or somehow because someone was actually trying to... Uh, sued the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, <laughs> and accidentally like sent it to FCC, <laughs> uh, which is pretty good. Yeah, so maybe who knows? Maybe they'll change everything now after that. But cheering, you know, searching FCC and getting a government agency is probably not what you want to happen uh, when you got people trying to find tickets for your team.
1: Oh, that's so good. Yeah. No, I mean I I think, you know, with the whole expansion thing, the stadiums are only going to get better from here, but I think I think Bank of California is
0: sort of set the standard. For sure. And I think the the one thing I'm really curious about is how many uh, how many years do we have before they jack up the roof on that stadium and then add some more seats. I, think I, I bet that happens within the first Five years.
1: I can't. I can't imagine that they built it with that. Not not having that in mind. No, they hundred
0: percent did. They hundred percent. Yeah, Uh, I'm almost. It
1: it makes zero sense to build a twenty two thousand seat stadium in Los Angeles and not include the ability to expand it. I mean, you're in L A. Yeah. You
0: know, the interview in the interview I did with Tom penn he said that it was designed with expansion already built in. Uh, I mean, I don't think they can add that much more, but they can probably add maybe, peak at maybe I don't know, 26, 27, something like that. Uh, I don't think it's going to be able to get to, like, 30 or anything like that by any means. But uh, they can definitely get a few more thousand for sure. But eventually, after Sunday, we'll uh, be able to not obsess over the stadium anymore and uh, get back to criticizing players and coaches and formations. I don't know. I'm a stadium
1: geek. I'll, I'll probably be <laughs> geeking out about that
0: thing for like three years. Yeah,
1: but it, it
0: is incredible, and I mean the experience. And, and I think the big thing to do today is like on, uh, on Twitter. I saw earlier today, like Keyshawn Johnson, and, like a ESPN, like morning radio show was broadcasting from there, and you could tell, like you know, all of these guys who've been in crazy stadiums. I'm sure, all they of were blown them, away, completely blown away. Yeah, and I and I think that's that's what's so Going to be really, really key and really important is people who walk into that stadium who you know maybe aren't soccer fans, maybe are soccer fans but aren't MLS fans or whatever the scenario may be. Just anybody in. who walks into that stadium and goes to a game is going to be blown away and mm-hmm. it's going to have a good time. Uh, from just... from the food to the beverage to the atmosphere to the quality of play on the field.
1: Wango Tango, man
0: to wango tango, like any of that. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a good point too. It's like people who are maybe even go to the stadium for the first time, not even for a game are probably going to want to come back and go to a game. Like it's going to be, especially as opposed to Carson, like which going to that stadium is an absolute nightmare. How they haven't perfected it anymore after all these years is just unbelievable. Uh, when I, when I haven't talked about this yet, but like when I, When I went to the game from the time I turned off the main street onto their property until the time I got parked and got paid the parking, parked, got to my seat, took 45 minutes. Like, that's longer than it's going to take me to get from my couch to my seat at Bank of California.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, just because there's zero public transportation. I
0: mean, Carson is... But even the parking, even the cars, they can't figure out. Like, they've been doing it for over 20 years, and they still oh, can't well, figure out how to get cars in there quickly. Like, it's insane. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. it's Hopefully, uh, it, it will be interesting to see how many, uh, how heavily utilized transportation and biking and walking and ride sharing. And oh, no, I am yeah, at, I mean, at the bank of California, I know um, a lot, a lot of people I talk to are certainly not planning on driving and parking, but yeah, no, I'm definitely
1: going to be taking the expo line in just parking my car at the station. And, you know, it's cost me like about five bucks total, probably about. So, um, yeah, no, that's definitely going to be the way to go
0: for sure. Uh, also today, uh, the City Hall uh, thing happened. It's officially LAFC Day in the City of Los Angeles.
1: Okay, I missed that one. What are they doing? So
0: the City of Los Angeles the mayor announced, called today, uh, April 27th, 2018, officially LAFC Day in the City of Los Angeles, and did the whole presentation at City Hall. A bunch of dip- City Hall, Convention Center, the zoo, Gensler's office... Uh, and a few other places are all tonight going to have black and gold lights lit up on their buildings. Nine. Like LAFC the U.S. The U.S. Bank High Rise downtown is going to be black and gold tonight. Like, it's it's pretty incredible to see April twenty
1: uh, seventh.
0: Yeah, so I don't know if it will just be considered LAFCD and just for today or every April twenty seventh or how that exactly that works. But uh, pretty cool to see that level of recognition and thanks from the city, but also like know i gotta go up on my roof tonight and check out the u.s bank building and see it in black and gold uh especially if it's i guess the black must be uh, actual black light uh which is kind of funny but pretty interesting especially since you know for some people a criticism of LFC has been like the lack of uh uh, traditional marketing like you know seeing the presence of billboards and signs and stickers and whatever like just throughout the city and in bars and restaurants and on the side of roads Uh, there hasn't been much of that but now to see literally high-rise buildings lit up black and gold in the middle of downtown la is pretty remarkable their instagram
1: account is pretty cool
0: it's very cool
1: like a bunch of like black and white super like urban photos of la
0: yeah yeah uh, marcus and Edgar as well, like uh, they got a bunch of people taking some really great photos that have done a really great job. So it's cool. I mean, obviously they have had a conscious effort to do a more non-traditional type marketing campaign, but uh, well, people love time, it though. Just,
1: but, people eat it up. I mean, oh, for it, sure, yeah. You saw the amount of people that just showed up for to watch a game on the big screen at the stadium. I mean, it just goes
0: to show absolutely
1: people well i don't think i, I don't well i
0: think that that's 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 really the point though is the people who are into the people who are already into it are already engaged in extremely high level the level of engagement they have even before they played the first game and now even before they've played the first home game like there's so many people who are really dedicated and really into it and really following the team very closely and, you know waiting with bated breath for Every anything, every any bit of information they ever release, but uh, but, but I think that in terms of being visible in the city to someone who doesn't know about soccer or doesn't follow the MLS or whatever, like the visibility is quite low now with all the stadium coverage, especially this week that's happening. And I saw some like uh New York based publication published something about it earlier today too. So, like, it's certainly growing exponentially right now with the opening of the stadium, but uh, but that. The point being that the uh, city hall thing and the lighting up different buildings, significant buildings in the city in the LAFC colors and uh, lights and everything is super, super cool.
1: I think people just want to get on the ground floor. They, they see the appeal and building something from day one. I think honestly, that's why, you know, you and I sort of were involved at the very beginning is because you're able to participate in creating something from scratch and like literally in the design session, the stadium design sessions, the round tables, like all those things, all the feedback was like incorporated, was like taken in, digested. And a lot of it was like manifested itself in the actual product, which is, you know, really cool to see, really rewarding. And people feed off of that being able to sort of, I mean, none of us were able to, create the Dodgers, right. create the Lakers. These were all teams that came from other cities. Um, you know, so, I mean, to be able to, and I mean, we haven't had uh, an expansion team in the city in a really long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know, maybe like you don't count the galaxy. You're talking about like the Kings or something. Right.
0: Right. So, yeah,
1: So, yeah, so, I mean, this is, it's, it's definitely something, you can see why there's the appeal, and why so many people are jumping on board is because, you know, we're still in the formative stages of creating the identity of, you know, and the culture of the club.
0: Well, that's, you know, that's exactly it, and, like, to kind of tie it together, like, as you said at the very beginning of the show, like, We were talking, Tom Pym was talking to us about the stadium potentially being in Long Beach, which, uh, you know, was never really that likely to happen, considering the approvals that were already in place for the stadium construction. But, uh, you know, with the black and red and not in the name for sure, not completely being 100% officially decided, like, to go from that point to have City Hall lit up in black and gold tonight is, like, (laughs) that's like... It's, uh, it's pretty remarkable to see how far this journey has gone already. And it's, you know, really still just kind of getting started.
1: I'm going to take credit for the black and gold colors. Cause I literally posted, <laughs> no,
0: I'm serious. I
1: literally posted that on Reddit. I literally said, I, I can't even remember what my, what my ID is, but if anyone wants to go check, like, I think, oh, it's, I, I think my Reddit is like mark of a champion or something. So because anyway, just go back and look it up. But I literally put on the reddit, you know, what would be super sweet is if we, if we had black and gold colors with like an art deco Gatsby theme. And boom, I was like so stoked when that actually <laughs> came to be because it made so much sense. You know, the colors just they represent LA, you know, deco is super prevalent throughout LA, especially in downtown LA or, you know, along Miracle Mile, Wilshire and stuff. So it, it just made so much sense. So to actually like see it now is super cool. But I mean, I you know I'm unfortunately sure
0: you... they shot down my turquoise idea in but, uh, oh, and seafoam, but black and gold. I remember had... that
1: seafoam. <laughs> that can be like the third kit.
0: Yeah. Right. You know, we'll or pink like... or pink. The, the a lot of uh, people in that infamous uh, social media campaign were going for pink. Which what? Uh, hopefully, uh, anything. I would like. I hope. I hope especially. As basic as the first two kits are, if they get to have a third kit next year, uh, I hope it's something really. It better not be gold.
1: It better not be gold.
0: No. No, it needs
1: to be pink or seafoam. Yeah. Those are the only two options. Like, those are the only two acceptable options.
0: Yeah. Or lay claim to it before Miami does.
1: You could literally do pink and seafoam.
0: Right? I'm saying that. And Neon gets, like, Las Vegas lights style. The Las Ridiculous. Vegas Lights. But, um, I can't believe that's a thing. I can't believe,
1: what, I can't believe Las Vegas has sports now.
0: Did you and see they're the, doing well. Did you
1: <laughs> see them beat the Sharks last night? 7 nothing?
0: Unbelievable.
1: No, like Vegas is like the new place. Apparently they have like a bunch of new sports teams. They're getting a football team. Apparently people are all about this new soccer team that they have.
0: They're well, they're doing... Well, the, I bring them up specifically because they're doing like... There's got like a sponsor that's like a cannabis company. They're doing like all these crazy photo shoots. Only like, in Vegas. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I like, I like that they're pushing the um,
1: Las Vegas lights for MLS. Come on, make it happen. Right. Las Vegas lights. No, I, I did hear that they were, they're seriously looking at Phoenix now for that, for that one of those new expansion
0: slots. Well, they get themselves a billionaire owner that's interested. The which is evidently a requirement at this point, So, From what, which, is, could be a new which rival. is what's killing Sacramento.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, could be a new rival for LAFC.
0: Yeah, another uh, easy away day would be awesome.
1: Yeah, the stadium renderings for that thing look pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, there we go. All right, well, uh, I guess that pretty much covers everything. Uh, predictions for Sunday?
1: Laton scores a hat trick. Oh wait, wait, wait. We're not playing the
0: Galaxy. <laughs>
1: Shoot. Who are we playing again? Seattle. Ugh. Dempsey is not gonna score a hat trick. Um, no, I I mean I think you know this team should, even as an expansion team, home opener, should should beat Seattle. At least two goals from Bela. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Who with
0: scores the first goal in making California Stadium history?
1: watch it be someone like like Steven Betashore or something like
0: super <laughs> random, you know. It's going to become the ultimate trivia fact in 20 years.
1: Yeah, like who's the most like random LAFC player you can think of right now?
0: I think Kay getting a goal uh or Simon, Simon like on a corner kick or that, I mean that's free kick would sick. I am but... thinking
1: something super random like Jordan Harvey. Right. Like that would be like so ridiculous but so perfect.
0: All right. But yeah.
1: yeah, no, no. I've got at least two goals coming from Carlos Vela. Uh,
0: so, who's your pick? First goal in stadium history, and what's the final score?
1: First goal. Oh, I mean, if you're going to ask me seriously, I have to go Vela. Uh, final score. I'll go three two to LAFC with uh with Rossi getting the late winner.
0: Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna. Th- I think I'm gonna say. I think I'm gonna say Failhaber with the. Uh, first goal in stadium history i don't know just it's it seems like he can't well, i agree with you i feel like it, it's not going to be the obvious choice it's going to be something a little more poetic uh you'd but be, you'd be
1: super happy if or it, be urania i or mean it, like, like, it would be marco dear Arana.
0: god please let that happen i mean i and on social media when i threw that question out there a lot of people are everyone's cheering for him to get that goal or or several uh, so that would be it would be great if his first goal came in.
1: I feel like right Uranian game. not scoring has sort of become a meme like in the LAFC like locker room. Like people definitely know it's it's sort of like sort of like a player with like okay. a, it's like a pitcher with a no hitter. Like no one <laughs> wants say to say anything, anything. <laughs> yeah. but like everyone knows it's going on that like yeah. instead of like giving up no hits, it's like he's scoring no goals it's... and like everyone's rooting for him. You know, because he's like he's like the old guy on the team, he has no hair. You know he he's got like two kids and a wife. You know he's like he's like the granddad of the team, and it's not, he's still under thirty, man. It's not that right. I don't know, but he doesn't have any hair. Yeah, he uh,
0: he's uh, you no know, everybody's cheering for him. I mean, he's got to get goals, and I think I mean he's 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 averaging one less than one shot on goal per game. Like I mean, has no goals in six games. Like he and like he's contributing to the team in many many other ways, and is not anywhere near the point he should be even considered being benched a uh, large part because there's no one else to put in there um but and he, he does a lot of the dirty work he does a lot of the dirty work he's great he holds a play does all those great things we all know uh but at the same time like and i think people come to his aid and his defense a lot as they should but at the same time i can't i can't imagine that he wouldn't be the first person to say it's not gonna like He's a professional. He wants to score. He knows he can score. Oh yeah, I mean, he, he,
1: like he's the he's the center forward of the team. Yeah, you know,
0: so, he's got to score. Yeah.
1: Well, maybe it'll be Irania. That would be awesome.
0: We would all. Um, I I think that would be very cool and very poetic. And I know the crowd would go absolutely nuts if it is him. Even I, more, even more than for some. I mean, they're going to go absolutely nuts no matter what. But I think they're going to go extra absolutely nuts if it's him.
1: Yeah, I'm I, I'm super excited to see what the crowd's going to be like on Sunday night.
0: Yeah, yeah, just like the
1: energy in the crowd is going to be nuts
0: for sure. I hope it's really good. I hope the uh, I hope the chants led by the 3252 resonate with the rest of the crowd, and that a lot of it, you know, that there's a lot of active participation throughout the entire stadium, and not just coming from one section. Uh, so. That will be really great. But I mean, the energy level is going to be high and you can, I mean, you could just feel even with a couple thousand people there, uh, on Saturday, that it's going to be really loud. That stadium like really holds the sound in. like, it's, it's going to be awesome.
1: No, the acoustics are great for sure. And, um, yeah, like I said, it's like, it's almost like an amphitheater. It just feels really small and intimate. So yeah, people are going to get going. Yeah. I don't really know many of the 3252 chants,
0: but... Uh, no one does, besides the people who have been there <laughs> every single day all, uh, and yeah. drum practices, etc. I mean, hats off to them for being very dedicated and doing a great job, but, uh, you know, getting more than just one section involved. Just
1: don't us. make them too complicated, guys.
0: Keep it simple
1: so that the rest of us can understand what you're saying and we can sing along.
0: I couldn't agree more. But uh, I guess that pretty much wraps it up. Really looking forward to Sunday. We'll uh, have a lot to talk about after Sunday, that's for sure. And, uh, but it's, it's gonna be amazing. Come on, you black and gold. Come on! I'm here. What better time than now.